This week on the Tech on Tap podcast, we talk about the cloudy future of backup with the all-new offering, NetApp Data Availability Services. Welcome to the Tech on Tap podcast with Justin Parisi. I love NetApp. Oh, yeah. NetApp. I love this company. Zipok. Zipok. I love NetApp because it's so funny. Hello and welcome to the Tech on Tap podcast. My name is Justin Parisi. I'm in the studio and I am on a WebEx with several of our compatriots out in Sunnyvale, California. Uh, how sunny is it out there anyway today? Pretty nice today, Justin. Does not disappoint in the name. That's right. So um, that voice you heard was Charlotte Brooks. Uh, we've also got Yossi Weiss on. We're going to talk about NDAS. But first, let's introduce our special guests. So, Charlotte, if you could tell everybody what you do here at NetApp and how to reach you on social media. Sure. Uh, yeah, well, I'm Charlotte Brooks. I am the technical marketing engineer in the data protection group who's been living and breathing NDAS for the last uh, six to eight months. You can find me on Twitter um, as Charlotte B, which is S-H-A-L-L-O-T underscore B in Twitter. What happened to Lottie? I thought this it was like a pun because, you know, a shallot, like a skinny green. Yeah, um, like a, like an onion. Exactly. Yeah. Layers. Lots of layers. Layers. Like mm-hmm. Shrek. Um, so Yossi is also on the phone with us. And Yossi's been on the podcast before to talk about a variety of things. So Yossi, if you could tell everybody what you do currently here at NetApp and uh, how to reach you. Yeah, thank you. Uh, it's great to be here again. So Yossi Weiss, and I'm based out of Cloudy Waltham, Massachusetts, and uh, we I'm I'm a product manager in the data protection group and on tap nowadays. So we're here to talk about all things cloudy in terms of data protection, uh, and that that is going to cover us with NDAS, uh, and I'll let uh, Yossi give us the high level overview of what NDAS is, including what that acronym means. Sure. So it actually took us a while to come up with an, a- an acronym as funky as NDAS, but uh, NetApp stands for NetApp Data Availability Services, and it is uh, a cloud resident set of services platforms for a hybrid cloud environment. So we really wanted to put together a simple, intuitive way to back up ONTAP systems to the cloud and have a very granular catalog-driven restore. This is coming out with the 9.5 release payload for ONTAP and uh, is probably already available depending on when we end up producing this podcast. Um, and it will be available through the AWS marketplace. So what we wanted to do is uh, share with the tech on tappers a lot more information about the product and also where we're going with the platform. Interesting. So uh, we're deploying this through the cloud. It's as if this cloud is a thing or something. It's a lot of things. Uh, Charlotte, uh, do you, do you want to talk about the cloud and things? Absolutely. Um, clouds are some of my favorite things, actually. Uh, so, yeah, I mean, this is a new deployment engineering model uh, for the data protection group, and we think it offers like a really scalable, flexible, really an OPEX model for customers to, to protect their hybrid cloud environments. So what you'll actually get with, uh, with NDAS is a newly designed cloud resident app that is, as uh, Yossi says, you, you will be able to launch through the AWS marketplace and it will come up with a really, really simple interface. Uh, we've designed 
and as to be used by basically anyone with a with a pulse. No, anyone with basic uh, IT skills who has not got a PhD in storage, who's not like the person who's been working with NetApp systems and you know dreams about Waffle, but just kind of point and click, be able to set up very simple and effective data protection workflows right from the get go. So it's it's cloud resident, all the infrastructure, all the storage, all the catalog, everything's sitting there in cloud. It's going to talk securely down to your on-premises on-tap clusters. So it's you know an entirely an OpEx model rather than the the hassle and, and unpredictability of CapEx. So, so that's um, the cloud piece. Yeah, you've thrown out the buzzwords, the business buzzwords of CapEx and OpEx, and I will say that not everyone is going to know what that means. And from a cloud perspective, could you give me a, a breakdown of what CapEx and OpEx can mean for a storage administrator? I would love to. Uh, so CapEx stands for capital expenditure, which you know to me means physical boxes and, and things that you have to have installed in your data center. So for example, if I had a, a backup application or any kind of application day that's running under VMs, that's ESX hosts and that's networking, you know, all of these kinds of infrastructure pieces that I've got to manage, I've got to upgrade, I've got to keep them current, and it costs me real money and there's depreciation and all of that. OpEx, by contrast, stands for operational expenditure. And that's kind of more like a utility. I mean, think of your electricity. Most of us do not have an electricity generator in our backyard. Some of us do, but most of us do not. We just kind of turn off the lights and someone provides us with electricity. So we just pay our electricity utility bill rather than having to pay for the expenses of having a generator in my backyard. So typically cloud-based services are running on that operational expenditure. One just simply pays the, the monthly Amazon bill and they worry about all the hard part of the infrastructure. And if I want more services, more storage, I just say, please give me more, and uh, they will adjust the billing accordingly. Yeah, and that's, that's one that's kind of put into perspective. Or? Yeah, yeah, and that's one of the key drawing factors of the cloud in general is that you know I can move my expenditures from a model where I have to pay for the hardware and refresh it and maintain it to off to someone else that can do all that for me, and I can just pay for the actual services I need. Right, and and important thing, if I need more. I can get them, you know, almost instantaneously instead of having to go out and buy more stuff and rack it and stack it and, you know, all of, all of that involves it if it was sitting in my data center. Yep, absolutely. So, Yossi, why would we need to make a product like Endaz? Like what sort of business use case and what sort of value prop does it offer? So the basic premise is that we see a lot of customers looking to back up to the cloud, to make data copies in the cloud, and they want to do that really easily. And today, when you're looking to do that, there are just a lot of moving parts and you have to put the solution together. And our focus was, how do we make it really easy for those customers that are looking to get their, you know, to get into the cloud and get some copies of their data into the cloud, but still run the workloads on-premise with their on-tap systems, you know, give them an easy path to get there. And so the focus here is on really easy deployment you get you get an app from the Amazon marketplace. You turn it on. You and I'll let Charlotte, you know, cover the exact details of how easy it is to actually hook it all up together and get it going. But it's truly a quick, uh, easy on situation, and then your data starts synchronizing up to your to the cloud storage. So Charlotte, you know, how does this all fit into our data fabric vision? You know, we have this data fabric out there for NetApp where we can 
basically have our data be anywhere, whether it's cloud or on-premises or, you know, on edge. So where does the end as fit into that? Yeah, well, it's definitely on, on the cloud side rather than the, the edge side. Uh, yeah, well, as Yossi said, it's, it's going to give you an ability to make an additional copy of your data, put it into the cloud, and it, that could be used to restore it. But what's also really interesting is that, um, well, to kind of start jumping into the underlying details, uh, many of your listeners will be familiar with SnapMirror and how it works on the snapshot, the point-in-time copy, and we make regular SnapMirror copies, right? So what NDAS does is extends that relationship, the, the SnapMirror from your, say, your primary to your secondary on-tap clusters, and then moves the snapshot into S3 storage. And... Uh, we have to make it a slightly different format in order to move it into S3. It has to talk S3 native format. But we've done something pretty interesting, uh, which we are currently patenting because we, we think it represents some pretty significant um, intellectual property. Uh, but the format will preserve not only the data, you know, many of your listeners will be familiar with fabric pools, right? But it's not just the data, but also the metadata, so file-level metadata. Are we leveraging fabric pool technology with some twists, or are we leveraging something like CloudSync? Mm, I would say it's closer to fabric pools than to cloud sync. So we, you know, obviously our, our you know, smart people have worked extensively with, with the equivalent smart people in the fabric pools realm. And we've used some of their same underlying movement technology, what they call the, uh, the agent that, that allows ONTAP to talk into S3. Uh, but we've developed an awful lot of uh, or a significant amount of additional uh, intellectual property. So one of the key differences, as I said, is is that we keep the metadata, so it's a real self-contained copy in the cloud. And that's going to give us some very interesting capabilities down the track because this uh, this intelligent format, what we kind of call it, could be accessed independently of ONTAP. So it has the capability, because of this sort of self-describing snapshot format, to allow in-cloud services without requiring any ONTAP systems, without requiring any kind of restore, so in place, and be able to access it by cloud resident services. So that's a kind of a little vision of the future, but we've designed it from the get-go with this format. While it will still do traditional volume restore, but also file level restore as well, uh, back to ONTAP systems, but also designed for portable, independent, in-place access without requiring ONTAP system anywhere near it. Everything that Charlotte describes here is... Pre- everything that is good about the data fabric, right? It's all the goodness of your data, where you want to consume it, and us enabling that. Right, and making it available to services that might exist today, or that, you know, we can enable us to on-premise S3 providers and so on. But from a perspective of support and and so on, uh, it's AWS only in the first release. Okay. And first release being that, you know, there's going to be advancements over the course of time. I mean, every... Since we have a six-month cadence with ONTAP, we have to kind of pick and choose what goes into a certain feature. And the first release of NDAS is going to do what exactly? So it will allow you to protect a, an existing primary to secondary, so an ONTAP snap mirror relationship. It will give you the capability to extend that relationship by protecting into the cloud. Or it will also orchestrate a brand new unprotected primary volume. So you could, in one simple, clean, single click, you could set up a snap mirror from primary to secondary and then the additional copy to cloud uh, into, into S3. 
So primary to secondary to cloud is the workflow in the first release, uh, but it'll, it'll recognize and discover existing policies and relationships and extend them to cloud, or you can set up brand new, previously unprotected volumes. We must make sure we've got to come back to, since you mentioned about the, um, the six-month untap cadence, let's uh, put a placeholder to come back to that because that's something that is also different about uh, NDAS. So. Okay, excellent. So the um, the SnapMirror one-click relationship, and we already have kind of that similar functionality for on-prem systems for ONTAP within System Manager. So I'm guessing this uh, this NDAS piece is going to belong in System Manager as well, and it's just going to be an extension of that? That is not our intent, actually. We have really designed the the app piece as its its own thing uh, with, you know, just simplicity, 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 minimal number of clicks, not having to know the underlying complexities of SVMs and, and aggregates and, and all of those things. So I don't expect it to get backported into System Manager. I mean, anything can happen, right? But that's that's certainly not our short-term or medium-term vision. Yeah, and I guess I'm thinking in terms of, you know, what the storage administrator is already familiar with. But if this is aimed at people who aren't really storage administrators, I guess I can see why you'd want to have its own single pane of glass feature. Right, right. And, and you know, having said that, we have shown early versions of the code, early versions, demo versions to an, quite a significant number of customers at this time. And they've all been pretty complimentary. So even your, your seasoned storage administrator veterans, you know, it's like, gosh, that was easy. Wow, I just clicked once and there it is and then i have a catalog that looks like a google search find me files there they are click and restore so it's not just for the for the noobs you know i think everyone can benefit from an easier way of doing uh complex tasks okay so given that this is the tech on tech podcast we like to get a little deeper technically so i'd like to hear a little more about the technical workings of endaz and what it really does uh outside of the single click gooey stuff yeah. All right. So this is, this is where a whiteboard would be would be handy. But let me try and paint a picture with words. <laughs> so, uh, think think of your. I already said it, it, it in the first release. Uh, the supported use case is a primary to secondary and secondary to cloud replication. So imagine you've got your on tap primary system. You know, one or more fanning into an on tap secondary. With me so far? Mm-hmm. All right. So to take advantage of NDAS. I'm going to upgrade my just my secondary system to ONTAP 9.5, uh, providing the primary systems are running a reasonably um, current release, like a 9.3, something like that. They're not going to have to be touched. So I've updated my secondary to 9.5. What that's done for me under the covers, whether or not I'm using NDAS, is enabling two new uh, application modules or two new code modules in ONTAP, which would do nothing unless we activate NDAS. So what are these two modules, I hear you asking. Uh, the first is called uh, NDAS proxy, and then the second is the Copy to Cloud APIs themselves. So let's look at the, the Copy to Cloud APIs. These are consumable only by NDAS, but they're the underlying, you know, zappies that will allow snapshots to move into cloud or to restore data. There's the, the proxy piece, which is acts like a gateway agent it's what you identify the secondary to NDAS as in order to, you know, have it participate in the in the NDAS uh, family, and it's also being a proxy. You know, it executes commands, so it it receives what. Uh, let's see, the person running the NDAS app will say, orchestrate this workflow, protect these volumes based on this policy, and then the app will then send back down to ONTAP to the proxy to say, here are the commands I want you to do. 
the process says, okay, I need to do these APIs, passes them to the copy to cloud APIs, and then there you go, you have a, you have a replication schedule happening. So yeah, it's a combination then, uh, inherent in that, of the, the app functionality running in, in uh, the Amazon infrastructure, plus taking advantage of these new modules in ONTAP. So is there any REST API support here, or is this all Zappy-based? It is almost exclusively Zappy at this time, although I, I believe our intention over time is to move our you know, various ONTAP APIs to, um, APIs to, uh, to a REST. Uh, what we do use, the, the initial configuration, the initial seeding of the NDAS app where we identify the proxy and then you know, set up all the on-premise infrastructure, that happens over, over REST API. But the, the copying of snapshots and retrieving snapshots, that's, that's all standard, standard APIs. And I'm guessing because we're leveraging SnapMirror, you know, we're getting the benefits, of course, of unified SnapMirror. So that's where you get your 9.3 can replicate to 9.5. But we're also getting to preserve storage efficiencies here as well. Is that right? Yeah, and that's really critical. So uh, the copy to cloud piece, so going from the secondary into the, into the cloud, that will preserve your deduplication efficiencies. And uh, so over the wire, and then you know, that, that gets preserved as it's written into S3. Uh, but we will also attempt to apply additional compression uh, on the ONTAP system before we send those objects into the cloud. So, you know, there's a little bit of extra storage required, you know, because we're keeping the metadata, as I said. But if we can get additional compression savings, you know, your kind of equivalent storage on the secondary versus the cloud, you know, it may end up being very similar. One of the more compelling things that I've noticed uh, and that I've heard about with NDAS is this catalog feature. So... What I want to know is what the what can the catalog do, what can it not do, and how does it operate in terms of high file count environments? Right. So, well, first of all, what what is the catalog? The catalog is going to sit on fast storage, so EBS, and be driven through Elasticsearch, so standard you know Amazon services to to provide the, the search and indexing capability. And again, hooking back to what we talked about, that whole sort of scalability and the utility model, you know, uh, Elasticsearch is very expandable. So if we have more and more catalog entries as we back up more and more files, so your, your, your favorite high file count environments, it's very easy just to add additional nodes and expand out that catalog and the appropriate um, compute resources to manage that catalog. So that's another reason why we made this in cloud. Specifically what the catalog does is that as we create a snapshot and send it into cloud, uh, the ONTAP system itself is going to generate the basic file level metadata and send it into, into the cloud. And from there, the NDAS app recognizes, says, whoa, here comes some new, here comes some new data. And it will then do the hard work of indexing and ingesting that metadata into the catalog. And what does that do? What that means is that your interface to actually restore data with NDAS is think of just like a Google homepage, right, with just a simple search bar. You could select files, volumes, or LUNs. You can display all the volumes that you've backed up, click restore. Talking about with NDAS, they would again have that Google-like search, type in, say, GAR, find me all the files that match GAR for Gartner, and up it would come. All the files are selected. You can point and click, select one or more files, and have them restored back to their original location or to an alternative location if you want to have some kind of staging area and let the user go through and see which files that they want. So that's really the magic of the catalog is that we've got individual file level information about each 
each file that was backed up, the date it was backed up, the date of its you know last change, and so on, that can easily be displayed to allow the administrator to find the files they want to restore. Do we have any sort of meta tagging where we can actually tag certain files and you know categorize them? So we don't have that at this time, but again, architecturally, and you know, it's it's something that that we'd look to do in the future. Yeah. Okay. And you mentioned, you know, file restores. I'm guessing that's all at a NAS level. We couldn't necessarily dive into a LUN and figure out a file in there, right? Correct. We 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 have a pull down that says restore LUNs, but it's a it's just a, a LUN file level restore. Yeah. At this point we're not cracking open the, the LUN and, and looking down that. But again, you know, watch this space. We we've got a lot of plans for the future around that. So. Okay. So with the LUNs, I mean, there's always this consideration with LUNs where you have to quiesce file systems so you don't have any truncation with the OS uh, level, you know, things that tie into the file to the LUN itself so it can present to the file system correctly. How does Endaz handle that or does it not care about that? It's not doing any level of, of quiescence or, you know, specific application integration. Uh, we have the Snap Center suite of products, as we know, and I might sort of uh, pass ball briefly back to, to Yossi uh, in a second around that. Uh, but that's really taken the lead on that real application level, you know, of quiescence and, and bringing the application back. But over time, you know, we, we may see some kinds of merging or, you know, different kinds of functionality appearing on the NS platform. Charlotte, you're stealing all my thunder here. Merging, etc. So, <laughs> well, with SnapCenter, we have a pretty mature product, right? That ties into very all some of the most popular on-premise applications like Exchange, SQL Server, Oracle, SAP HANA, and with those, it knows how to coordinate and use the right APIs of the application to quiesce the file systems or LUNs and get them all into a consistent state. One of the things that we're definitely looking at is how to tie in those uh, snapshots that SnapCenter is driving into Endaz so that Endaz can then further propagate them into the cloud. So watch this space. Okay, cool. Charlotte, Yossi, if you're not aware, all the hotness out right now is on top cloud volumes. Um, and you know, we've had several podcasts on that. How does this tie into on top cloud volumes as a service? Right. So cloud volumes is really running ONTAP in the cloud, right? It's it's uh, it's essentially a, a, a an ONTAP instance. I mean, there's there's cloud volumes ONTAP and cloud volumes and so on. <laughs> yeah. So let's 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 just back providing... up and let's distinguish what we're talking about here. So so cloud volumes ONTAP is ONTAP cloud, and then we're mm -hmm. talking about here though cloud volumes services, right? Yep. 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 So well, the the first point is to note that that NDAS supports the 9.5 secondary and then the ONTAP primary. And that doesn't have to be a physical system. I mean, it could be an AFF or an AFAS, but it could be a um, select or it could be a cloud volumes ONTAP, you know, cloud ONTAP instance as well. Uh, in this release, we're not specifically supporting uh, ONTAP yeah, cloud volumes, again, because of the, uh, the, the, the nature of the way the proxy and the copy to cloud works. So that we may see some tighter integration in the future, but today there's there's essentially no real relationship or interoperability, I'd say, between cloud volumes and uh, and NDAS. But remember, what NDAS is doing is making backup copies, putting them in the cloud that you can restore, and then also in a format which does lend itself or, or does enable it to be made available to other applications without requiring an on-tap restore. So it's really 
in this release primarily about backup. It's uh, yeah. Okay. How does the licensing work with this? I mean, is this a feature license or is this a pay-as-you-go license? How, how are we going to architect that? Right, right. Uh, we're going to give you a choice. You can uh, get a, a pay-as-you-go license through Amazon and it will be based on the amount of storage that's protected on the primary systems and you'll have the option of either paying by the month or having a yearly subscription you know, with a discount and so on if you, if you pay up front. Uh, alternatively, there's some customers who want to just use their standard NetApp purchasing methods and order it through the NetApp ordering system. So we will have the ability to buy a license through that, which would also be an annual subscription. And then when you're launching NDAS in the marketplace, you would enter, you'd get a license string, which you would enter there. So we've got a few choices there. Uh, in all cases, though, they are the licensing and the costing is based around the provision volume, the size of the provision volumes that you're going to protect. And we've got like a granular range of like a small, medium, large uh, size that we'll offer there. Okay. So it's kind of like a value menu. <laughs> I'd say so. Can yeah. you supersize now, you it just... <laughs> with a flex group volume? <laughs> uh, flex, flex, flex group. Yeah. Yeah. We've, we've got flex support in the first release. So oh, no flex groups. You guys. We, yeah. yeah. All right. All right. I'll let it slide. Um, so as oh, far as... And, and I meant to say, you still need the Snap Mirror license, of course, on your primary and secondary systems, right? Yeah, absolutely. So as far as um, other data protection products that do cataloging, such as, uh, you know, Snap Center or Commvault, how does this compare? Like, what does this... How does it stack up to the others? So this ties into our greater data protection strategy, which is uh, mostly about choice and letting our customers the one, you know, that use the NetApp storage succeed with the data protection solution of their choice. So we have, we have resale partnerships with both Commvault and Veeam, and we are uh, also positioning our own pr data protection products. They really, are, uh, they really provide very significant value, all of them. And our goal is to just give our customers a lot of choice and find a solution that's right for them. The focus with Endaz is really on simplicity in the presence of a customer that's you know, using ONTAP for primary and secondary and wants to get into a hybrid cloud environment. It's really simple and easy. With our partner solutions, such as Veeam and Commvault, you get a lot more comprehensive features at a, you know, with more uh, more setup, more complexity, price points, et cetera. Okay, cool. So earlier we referenced the six-month cadence for ONTAP. Is that different in Endaz? I mean, do we have a similar cadence, or is it faster or slower? How does that work? Yeah, fa faster is better, right? Remind me. Yeah, faster is better. I think so. Yes. Yeah, yeah, pretty sure. Uh, so... Again, because we've got this kind of split model, right? We've got the NDAS app, which provides the interface and does all the backend hard work of the cataloging and you know managing S3 storage. And we've got the ONTAP features. These are essentially independent in some ways. We can rev the app, like basically produce, uh, produce a new Amazon machine image to install, which will just make uh, interface changes or maybe it'll do something smarter or different in the cataloging scheme, which doesn't actually require any ONTAP changes. Or we may have enhancements which require both GUI changes or backend changes as well as ONTAP changes. 
So this gives us flexibility in the, in the release cadence. And our intent is that we will be able to rev the app on a roughly a three-monthly cadence. So in the three-month period after an ONTAP release, we would have a just a release of a new, a new um, machine image that you would download and, and attach to your instance. And then on the nine dot, you know, whatever, uh, you'd have changes in ONTAP and then uh, a new army as well. So we can, we can update the army essentially as, as often as we like, right? But uh, our practice is likely to be on a roughly three-monthly cadence. Okay. And when you update, I mean, it's, it, you have to interact with it. Is there going to be a plan in the future where it just kind of does it automatically for you? I think there's a lot of flexibility there. We'd certainly, you know, I think we've said simplicity enough that, that we, we want to make it as, as uh, you know, self-healing, self-tuning, uh, little care and feeding as possible. So, yeah, that's, that's certainly something. We, In we, the we interest of simplicity, yeah. of course. <laughs> In the all for simplicity. Yes, right. Do we have anywhere we can send people for information currently, or is that not something we have right now? So, uh when it's available in the marketplace, uh, there'll be a number of assets right there. Uh, you know, a video and an information sheet and, and a link to documentation and, and so on. So uh, by this time this, this goes live, I imagine there'll be some YouTube videos as well up and up and running. So uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. We, we, uh, I think the, the place to look will be in, in the marketplace to, to go look for, the, uh, look for the assets there. And there will be information as well, I'm sure, on our website. Yes, www.netapp.com slash endaz. The best scenario that we're looking at is a customer getting a, getting a secondary system as a data protection optimized system and using endaz with that. So a customer that today has potentially a number of our storage systems in their environment running workloads. You know, they could set up a complete protection solution with a secondary acting as a, acting as a DR or for high availability and then tier it to the cloud and have a hybrid cloud solution with Endas, you know, and that's with a single add-on on tap secondary system. And that secondary system, can that be an on tap select instance as well? Sure. Cool. Cause on tap is on tap, right? On tap is on tap. Yes, it is. That's my tagline. On tap is on tap. All right, Yossi, Charlotte, thanks so much for joining us today and talking to us about Endaz. Again, if we want to reach you, how do we do that, Charlotte? Yeah, on Twitter, that's at S-H-A-L-L-O-T underscore B. And uh, Yossi? I'm on LinkedIn, uh, Y-O-S-S-I-W. All right, and we'll add those links to the show notes on the blog so you can check those out there if you are driving and don't want to write things down. All right, that music tells me it's time to go. If you'd like to get in touch with us, send us an email to podcast at netup.com or send us a tweet at netup. As always, if you'd like to subscribe, find us on iTunes, SoundCloud, and Stitcher or via techontappodcast.com. If you like the show today, leave us a review. On behalf of the entire Tech on Tap podcast team, I'd like to thank Charlotte Brooks and Yossi Wees for joining us today. As always, thanks for listening. Oh, yeah. Is it just me that's getting off on this? Oh, yeah.